Welcome to Zephyr Podcast Sessions, where we bridge the gap between industries and discuss the secrets to rapid subscription growth. In today's podcast, I'll be interviewing Yevgeny Medvedev, Head of Partnerships for Rarible, to discuss Web3, NFTs and new opportunities for media companies. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Subscription Think Tank. Today we're joined by Yevgeny, Head of Partnerships at Rarible, an NFT platform that facilitates the creation, sale and purchase of ownership rights to digital works of art. We're really excited to get some interesting insights from him today about NFTs, Web3 and how publishing and media companies fit into that. I wonder if before we start, Yevgeny, just welcome to the show. That's great to have you on. And uh, could you tell us a bit about your background and your, your career path and how you got to your position today? Sure. Thanks, Chris. Great to be here. So my name is Yevgeny. I'm leading partnerships at Rarible. We are a multi-chain NFT marketplace. Prior to that, I've spent a decade in sports industry. I was working at Nike across multiple roles. I was leading esports and gaming, working in influence marketing, digital brand. And prior to Nike, I've spent a bit of time at uh, Adidas. And then beginning of last year, I've decided to move full-time to Web3 and had this amazing opportunity with Rarible. And yeah, I couldn't stand more on the sideline, looking at the space to evolve and decided to, to jump in. But yeah, I've been in crypto since 2017. So very passionate about the space. Yeah, yeah, very exciting stuff. And that's a that's an interesting background, Adidas and Nike as well. The two the two big rivals. But yeah, it sounds interesting. And I think there's a lot of passion right now for for crypto and web three in general. So excited to dive in. And just for those who don't know or haven't heard of Rarible, can you give a brief overview of your specific expertise there? What Rarible does and then how that works? Yes, absolutely. So Rarible started in 2019 as the place for people to create and trade NFTs on Ethereum. So a lot of artists and creators used our platform to create their first NFTs or to buy their first NFTs. So we've been here in the space very, very early. And then slowly we expanded to other chains outside of Ethereum. So right now we support Flow blockchain, Polygon, Tezos, Mutable X, and Solana. Other than that, we have Rarible Protocol, which is another product. It's an open source API for developers to build Web3 applications on top of. And recently, we've launched a third product, which we call Community Marketplaces, which we can talk a bit more about later. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, sounds great. So... For many people who aren't in Web3 or specifically in this industry, I guess NFTs are hard to wrap their heads around. And I'm sure it's going to be a tricky one to explain in simple terms, but could you talk through NFTs as best you can in simple terms and and also their potential for businesses as well? Sure. So in simple terms, the way I would describe NFTs to my grandma is that it's a certificate of ownership of any uh, any digital asset the best parallel would be when you're buying a house in real world you're getting a piece of paper which says that you're the owner 
Same thing with NFTs. When you're buying anything on the internet, you receive this asset or a token, which says that you are the owner. And maybe to wrap your head about it, uh, probably some of your listeners play video games and they spend money on video games, uh, buying boots in FIFA or skins in Call of Duty or Fortnite. When you buy them, you don't really own those pieces. You rent them from game developers and publishers. You cannot really sell them on the market. You can transfer or give it to your friend. There are ways around it, but it's very complicated. And it's, I guess it's illegal if you read terms and conditions to sell this stuff on eBay, to sell your account. So with NFTs, you own like this word in the game, this gun or this skin in the game, which mm. gives you full rights to, to use it outside of the game or, or trade it or rent it to someone or gift. Yeah, okay. Cool, yeah, thank you for that. And you mentioned before this call about the likes of Fox Media working on projects with Rarible. Why do you think more businesses are turning towards NFTs as an additional revenue stream? Yeah, so I think this is a very wrong reason to move into Web3 space and get excited about NFTs. A lot of brands and corporations saw the hype cycle everyone was talking about nfts like metaverse is the new buzzword investors throwing money at crazy valuations and yeah everyone thought that this is like an easy way to create this new business units new revenue streams but people quickly realized that this is not sustainable and if you really want to build long-term business you need to think about web3 and nfts not as an additional revenue stream but as a way to engage with your audience in new ways so that's, I guess, the, the, the biggest mistake companies made last mm. year. Uh, and we see that a lot of them failed. And this year, what I'm excited about is that people start to realize that in order to succeed in this space, you need to have long-term plans and vision on like why you're entering it. Because to be honest with you, if you can do things you want to do without blockchain technology, you should do it without blockchain technology. You shouldn't use it just for the sake of using it and, yeah. to, and to please the audience or investors, but there should be a real utility and reason why you're doing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I guess with that in mind, some businesses might be thinking about this as an opportunity and they're excited about ways to reach their audience better and in different ways. And they'll be wondering what, what makes a successful NFT project. So could you highlight maybe some good points from projects that you know have, have worked well or talk through what works and what doesn't work for NFTs? Sure. So it's a very complex question because there are different areas people launch NFT projects in. So there is gaming, there are utility tokens, there is art, there is PFP industry area. One example from entertainment is the project we worked on with Fox. So Fox is launching a new TV show by Dan Harmon. That's the guy who created Rick and Morty. It's coming to TV in 2023. And the show is called Cropopolis. And what they did, they created an NFT collection uh, with crab chickens. So chickens are the main heroes <laughs> or one of the heroes of the show. And they created, I believe, 10,000 of those chickens as NFT. And basically what it does, it's give you access to this 
super fan club of Dan Harriman and this TV show. And then you get all the perks by going to an exclusive screening event in New York with Dan Harriman or hanging out with him uh, online or getting a mm. chance to view episodes early. So it's not about making money or having it as a piece of art. This is like a membership token to get access to like-minded people who are also crazy about this creator or this particular show. So that's kind of the concept and the idea a lot of entertainment brands are, are playing with. I think no one really nailed it yet, but mm. that at least this is the direction a lot of them are taking. Okay, yeah, that is very interesting, actually. I can definitely see the side of it builds a community and you have people who have access to another part of, of a service or who can, yeah, speak with other like-minded people who are passionate about something. I can definitely see that being a thing and, and adopted more widely. So that's pretty interesting. It sounds like that's definitely a key area to focus on. For, for community building, basically. It is really an interesting, interesting niche, an interesting area. And one one that I think a lot of publishers and media businesses think there's a lot of potential in. There's a lot of talk really across a lot of industries about shifting into Web3 or NFTs or the metaverse, as you mentioned. How do you think NFT marketplaces will evolve in the future? Yeah, we have a very strong idea on where the space is moving. So right now, there are tons of horizontal marketplaces where people can go and find any project. They can trade pretty much anything. And the best parallel is Amazon. Go to Amazon and you can buy shoes, you can buy a stroller, you can order milk, whatever you want. And this is what we see with wearable.com, OpenSea, and other marketplaces. What we believe is going to happen in the future that a lot of marketplaces will get vertical, whether they're gonna be focused on a specific niche like digital art or generative art or a specific artist or a specific project or a game specific marketplace. And that's what we are betting on this year. So this is our third product, which is called Community Marketplaces. We enable people to create their custom experience using our technology. That's what we did with Coopopolis and Fox. We did it with a company called McFarland Toys. So they're creating these collectibles of Batman, Harry Potter, Avatar, and they moved into digital space. Because one of the insights they had that their collectors, A, don't have enough shelf space at home to, uh, <laughs> to put more toys, and two, their wives are quite unhappy when new box arrives. <laughs> so digital collectibles sold it. And we, we launched the marketplace where people can buy NFTs from them and then trade between each other. And then McFarland is building more experiences on top of it, like AR application where you can have your digital showroom. And then they also reward people linking digital and physical toys. For example, your buying an NFT and then at some point you can redeem it for a physical one in the future. Um, so yeah, we, we believe that vertical marketplaces will be a thing. And again, the parallel will be Amazon and Shopify. Uh, mm -hmm. Right now, if you're launching a, 
a brand, you have two options. You can go to wholesale and do these horizontal marketplaces to sell your product, or you can go to Shopify and easily create your own experience, your own DTC store quickly, very cheap and very easy without knowing how to code. And that's, that's our vision. Okay. Yeah. Very exciting stuff. Yeah. So community basically in building communities and giving them access to custom experiences. That sounds very interesting and kind of something that's explored already for different avenues in publishing. So that makes a lot of sense as a, as a next step. I, we've kind of discussed uh, gaming and things for NFTs. I see a lot, a term that's used a lot in respect to NFTs and web three in general is gamification. And I think a lot of people are still wrapping their head around that. What is gamification and how do you recommend businesses learn to use that? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, gamification is basically the process of increasing engagement among consumers and getting them more involved with your product and getting back to it and having a reason to go back to your product. I think gamification was a buzzword a few years ago. Everyone was thinking like how to gamify my product, my mobile app, my web website. Now, what we see in Web3, there are tools to make it even more interesting. One example would be there is this brand called 9DCC. It's a lifestyle brand created by Gmoney. And I was at Art Basel in Miami. And what he did, he was selling his t-shirts and there was a small chip in it. And you can go to a person, put your phone next to the t-shirt and claim Co-op. A token proves that you met this person like on the street somewhere. And each t-shirt only had 100 tokens to be claimed. And then he announced that whoever collected the most number of tokens, basically met the most number of people, will get certain rewards. So what this mm. does, it encourages people to go and talk to stranger, strangers. It feels weird. It feels like when the stranger <laughs> just comes to you with mobile phone and like, hey, like, can I claim, claim a token from your t-shirt? <laughs> But it also like sparks the conversation and a genuine human connection, which is cool. So yeah, this is a, like a, I guess early stages of how you can bring gamification to Web three and physical IRL world and merge two things together. Yeah. Okay. That's very cool. <laughs> I like that. I like that idea. And obviously, NFTs have been around for a while. For a lot of other industries, it's still relatively new. And there's a lot of things that people not in that space don't know or don't hear about. And I think it's fair to say NFTs have gained a lot of attention in publishing and media recently, but there's also been a fair bit of skepticism around them. What do you think are some common misconceptions about NFTs and how would you address those? Yeah, so first of all, I want to acknowledge that the skepticism is, is fair and people should be skeptical about new technology. At the same time, I think people should be open-minded and curious to explore it. Said that 99% of NFT projects are going to zero and because it's still like very, very, very early and people are experimenting, trying to find the right application for this technology. Mm. I think one common misconception is it's, it, it became a meme in, in Web3 spaces, right-click safe. So like, okay, you have this JPEG, like what prevents me to go and, and save it and, and use it as my profile picture or just have it as a JPEG on my desktop? Yeah. 
the thing is, it's not about like the image. It's about ownership of this image or a token and what this ownership grants you, whether it's access to digital or real life experiences, or it just proves that this thing is yours and you are early, or there is certain utility, for example, utility with gaming asset. If this is, if you have a unique sword, yes, you can right click save it, but when it comes to actual game, you won't be able to take your G back and, and play with it. And the person who owns it as, a, as an NFT will be able to use it in game. So mm-hmm. people should be skeptical. Absolutely, I'm skeptical. And, but again, I think optimist wins over pessimism in the long run. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good advice, I think. <laughs> and finally, just wrapping up now. So to finish, I know this is a bit of a tough one, but could you give us one prediction about? the future of media businesses or digital subscriptions or just businesses in general using Web3 and using NFTs or meta experience? Yeah, so I think it's really hard to make predictions in this space because everything is changing every single day. There is new legislation, there is a bank collapsing left and right, <laughs> yeah. like crypto exchanges. One thing I guess we're going to see more and more moving forward is Web3 native media. So there will be companies who use blockchain technology to create media brands and media platforms and move away from advertising model. Mm-hmm. Um, one example is there is this video called NFT Now. And yesterday they launched their NFT collection, which basically is a lifetime subscription to their, to their content. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's yeah, so basically, you, yes, you can use Web2 tech to do it and charge people, I don't know, 500 bucks and you have lifelong access. But by selling those subscriptions as NFTs, you know your A, you know your audience better. You know what those people are interested in, what NFTs they trade, what applications they use. B, you allow them to trade those subscriptions between each other. So it's not like I cannot like, give you my Netflix subscription. I cannot sell you or my subscription to Substack, someone's Substack. But if it's uh, this subscription is an NFT, you can do that. So mm-hmm. I would definitely advise if your audience is into media and, 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 and new business models, go and check out NFT now and what they're doing in this space because they are one of the few Web3 media brands doing it. Okay. That's really interesting. I think that will definitely be something people are, are glad to hear about. So yeah, very cool stuff. It's a lot of interesting things to digest. I think it's clear to see that NFTs aren't disappearing anytime soon and potentially represents a big opportunity that's yet to be fully explored and fully adopted. I think there's still a way to go, but I'm looking forward to seeing how businesses start to adopt this stuff more and more. And yeah, thank you so much for your insight, Yevgeny, and thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely, Chris. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.